Good morning. Good morning and welcome to our second three-part series of Breakfast with Karen. Thank you so much for being here. So happy that you're here and so appreciative that you take your time this morning to be here. Uh, I know so many people, especially if you're a girl and a mom, you have a lot of things to do. So I appreciate your um, efforts to be here this morning. I'm so excited about our webinar this morning and I'm really looking forward to you meeting uh, Shari Leader. I'm excited for her to present today. So um, before we get started, I just wanted to, um, when we meet at 9 a.m. on Tuesday mornings, we often, if you're involved in our mom power training, um, we often just put in some wins, uh, things that are going right in the chat. So you gals that are involved in mom power, that would be so awesome this morning if you could put in why you're fighting and why you don't give up. If you could uh, enter into the chat, you can see below there's a conversation bubble. Uh, you can click there and send a message to everyone about um, maybe your personal declaration, the thing that helps you stay awake and remember how important you are and that you matter. Um, maybe um, the success you've had with your goals and your mom power calendar this week, or just something that's going right, any kind of win that you'd like to share. I'd just love it if you would put that in the chat if you've been participating in mom power. That'd be so great. All right. So this morning, I want to get right going because I want to make sure that Shari has plenty of time to present, but I'm just seeing your faces and I just want to say welcome. Lori, it's so good to see you. And Julie, thank you for being here. Um, Amy, good morning. Thank you for being here. And really, you know, this is called Breakfast with Karen and I promised I wouldn't come with my mouth full of breakfast, but this morning I did, you know, let's see, I'm trying to remember what I did eat for breakfast. It's been a while. I woke up really early because I was so excited for today. So yeah, I think I had some nuts and a couple of those little baby oranges and some water and some vitamins so far. That's what's inside me. So I just am so appreciative if you invited your friends to come and they're sitting with you at your house. That's so fun if they're with you. Um, but thank you for sharing our webinar and uh, passing it along to your friends because we want as many women as possible to know about these uh, great principles and what a strength they are um, in our mom power training. So I'm gonna share a screen with you, but before I do, I just want you to know that there are two ways for you to view this meeting. In the top right-hand corner of your screen, in a Zoom meeting format, you will see nine little squares up there you can click on those squares and you can see a speaker view, which is me, big, talking to you and little, maybe a couple people at the top of your screen. Or you can unclick it and you'll see everybody here in a gallery view. So you can see all the women who are here and currently we have 31 women here. So thank you so much. Oh, I so appreciate you being here. So before we get started, I'm just gonna invite you to do something and it is to just take a breath just take a breath and think you know what I have 60 minutes to just be here and be open to the spirit and listen 
And this is for me. This is for me. I came here for me. And I'm looking forward to receiving something through the Spirit that um, he has to communicate with me. I trust and care for my friend Shari so much. Um, she has been a great example to me about preparing the Spirit. And I know that she's done that. So I'm excited for you to hear her message. So sharing a screen. Where is my button? There we go. Mm. Okay. Okay. So breakfast with Karen. This Tuesday, today, we're going to talk about inspiring our children to desire their own testimonies. And we have two more weeks. This is our first in our three-week series this second time around. So we have a mom power class for eight weeks. And then between those eight weeks, we have a three-part webinar series. And today, um, we, our theme for this webinar series is kind of about inspiration and revelation and how important that is as women and mothers that we receive that kind of help and that we just can't do it alone. We really need help. And um, God has promised us so much help if we'll turn to him and we'll do those things that are required of us to just turn and say, I'm so weak. I don't know all the answers, but I really do want to do this in the best way. I know you know how to do this in the best way. And so please help me to love whatever it is in this stewardship that I have more than I love my feelings that are maybe uncomfortable and hard around this, um, around this challenge that I need your help with. So next week, um, our webinar, March 12th, is our, so Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., March 12th, Answers from Heaven, and it will be about power journaling. It'll be a specific tool that I'm going to share um, and present on how, how cool it is to, when you combine in a, in a special journal, your prayers writing and reading and, and using those three things for personal revelation and how powerful that is. So I'm going to share with you a tool that I've come to find in my own life that helps me create so much evidence that I'm not alone and that I have so much help and that um, when I do feel alone, there's a place I can go as a remembrance to help me to, to know, even though it feels a little foggy right now, you are not alone. And so I want to teach you how to create that evidence for you with your personal revelation and use, and share this tool with you so you can use it in your own um, formula, in your own language, the way that it would fit for you. Because I'm sure you all have wonderful things to do, but this has been such a game changer for me. And then on the 19th, we have a special guest panel of moms coming. And really, it's just about they're sharing their own personal experiences about receiving revelation at their house on specific mom kind of things. Um, not anything grand and awesome and wow, it just came one day and the whole thing was illuminated. It's just the little things that we are experiencing at our house that make us feel like, hey, you know what? We are getting some help here. And, and this is how we saw it. So they're going to share what that looks like at their house 
and some of the experiences they've had. Because I don't know about you, but when other other women allow me to see them, um, then I can see me so much better, and I can um, let go of some of the just the things inside of me that maybe don't serve me, the beliefs or the stories that I keep about myself that are negative. When I hear other women sharing that it's not perfect at their house either, but God is alive in all of our lives and he, Heavenly Father's created a plan that is bigger than any mess that we have at our house. There's always a message and a miracle in a mess. And so, um, Let's see. All right, so this webinar series is sponsored by Mom Power Training. It's an eight-week webinar, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., uh, 60 minutes. We usually stay for 60 minutes and about 20 minutes more for just some Q&A afterwards. But it's a training, um, and you can go to mompowertraining.com to register uh, today. But it's a training that empowers women right where they're at. It's not about being cooler. It's not about having more goals. It's not about um, learning a new way to do everything. It's about learning what we already know and maybe some of the things that we've forgotten that give us so much strength and power in our stewardships as mothers. And so you gals that have been in mom power, if you wouldn't mind putting in the chat, something that you learned in mom power, I would appreciate that. All right, so mom power is, it's learning um, tools, principles, to find ongoing courage and peace as a mom amid the challenges you may face in your home with your loved ones. So it is something that you can be going through what you're going through and thinking, you know what, I feel like I, do this same thing every day. And that same problem has been there for this many years or this many days or that many weeks. And it's still there and I'm not quite sure um, what to do about it. But this class gives you a perspective of peace, a perspective of calm in a storm and teaches you how to look at the storm or look at the challenging things in your life with the Savior and how to access his power and understand that um, we have something, someone, our adversary, our enemy, who's opposing all of our efforts towards righteousness and towards Heavenly Father's plan and teaching our family that. And how to see that more clearly and overcome that battle that we face in that arena just with ourselves first so that we can um, then be available to support God's great purpose with our children in our homes because we are in a good place and not freaking out about everything. So, all right, so now for the presenter, I wanna introduce you to Shari Leader. She's our guest presenter today. Shari and I have been friends for years. We used to be in the same ward and our children have grown up together. Um, she's a professional, she's a mother, she's a friend, she's inspired, she's happy. She has lots of challenges. And the reason I cry is because I'm so proud of her. <laughs> 
I'm just so proud of her and all that she's done in her life. I, I've seen her journey and I'm so impressed with the faith and, uh, and the strength that she's had in her life. So much so, um, whenever I have the opportunity to share my heart with Shari, uh, she is on, she, she inspires me and helps me, strengthens me. And I'm so thankful for her example, especially her example with her children. It's been a great example to me. And her children have been a great strength to my children because of the way she's mothered them. So um, I'm going to read her bio to you. Okay, Shari's favorite lifelong career is being a mother. When she became a single mother, she chose to go back to school and finish her bachelor's degree and complete a graduate degree in psychology with an emphasis in school counseling. She has facilitated classes for Davis Behavioral Health in anger management, mindfulness, and divorce adjustment. She worked as a school counselor for six years and then has been at the university level since. She is currently a career counselor and serves as assistant director. She enjoys teaching and has loved being an adjunct instructor at the university. She has three beautiful daughters and her life goal is to put God first, then her family and her community. She realizes to do this, she has to take time to nurture herself through rest, healthy laughter and lots of hugs. She is happy to be with us today. And before I turn the time over to her and stop sharing a screen, well, I'll just stop right now. Um, if you gals would be sure to have a piece of paper and a pencil, she's requested that you all have things to write with and to write on. Because, um, and she, this might be a participation thing where she wants us to participate. So Shari, where did you go? Right there. All right, let's see. I'm asking you to open your screen. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to do this very well. In fact, I'm really actually kind of scared to do this. <laughs> Much rather as well just be in the same room. But I did put it on gallery view so I can see some faces and that's nice and some names. And I love this quote. Sometimes I just look up, smile and say, I know that was to you, God. Thanks. Whoever, oh, it's Connie. I bet it's your Connie, isn't it, Karen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that lady. Anyway, I am glad to be here um, today. And I, um, when I got the topic that Karen wanted me to talk about, she said, um, you know, and I, I've been looking at it and thinking about it, and I, I don't have the right answer for that. So I just thought, well, I can go back to maybe some of my personal experiences of having a testimony. And then I asked my girls this morning about their thoughts about it. And I've just kind of been contemplating that for this week. And so I hope something that I have to share is helpful, but um, yeah, but just know that I, I don't come here because I feel like I know all of that because I, I don't. And we're all still in this, thick of things. So I'm still raising my girls and I have a 20 year old down to a 14 year old. Well, I have a 20 year old, a 17 year old and a 14 year old. And so 
um, we may be in different times and stages of life too. And so for a minute, I just thought it would be fun if you could think about all the different hats you wear. Maybe, maybe you have, you know, maybe you are a mother, maybe you are an aunt, maybe you are a daughter. Um, maybe your role as a daughter right now is a little bit heavy because your parents are ailing and you need to take care of them and your family. Maybe you have to work outside the home. Um, maybe you work inside the home. So, well, for sure we work inside the home, but I mean, <laughs> I do a separate job inside the home. So I'd just like you to think about all of those hats. And if you do have paper, maybe list them because I think it kind of puts into perspective a few things. And then I want you to think about one experience that you had that was a win. You just think about this experience and it kind of maybe gives you a little bit of peace or strength to continue or joy in the moment where you did something and it worked. And you were inspired and it worked out and you felt invigorated from that. So I just love you to Imagine um, that you're in that same situation again, and I want you to name the Christ-like virtue that you were exhibiting in that situation. And if you um, would be so brave, I would love to just hear, hear two experiences that have been thought of. I think we can all have them in our hearts, and sometimes we're people that want to share it for a minute, and sometimes we aren't. But is there two people that would be okay to just share what the experience was, maybe what hat you were wearing, and then what Christ-like attribute you feel helped you or that you were displaying in that instance? You know, just because I know of one of a gal here that I think would be great to share and she's not able to share it when I was hoping she'd be able to share it. April, would you mind sharing what happened that went right with your daughter recently? Sure, you bet. So um, we just had some struggles with our, we have, I have a 16 year old daughter and we just had some struggles with her making some poor decisions and lying to us and just the things that 16 year old girls do when they're teenagers. And anyway, but it was just over the course of a week and there were like four really big decisions that she made that were not good or choices that she made that just were really not good. And as we, as my husband and I were struggling trying to figure out what kind of consequences we wanted to have or whatever, I just had the strongest impression to say to her, tell me what you did right. Like I'm focusing on these four things that you've done very wrong and they're, they're bad choices, but I want you to make me a list as dad and I are trying to figure out what to do next. Make me a list of what you did right. The decisions that you've made that are good decisions over the last year, over the last six months, just everything that you can think of that you've done right so that I can focus on that a little bit more than just this one thing. Because I, I said to her, I know that you are not your decisions, 
And so I just need a little bit of help seeing all the good decisions that you're making and not just focus on these little ones. Oh, that's awesome, Wynn. Oh, thank you for sharing. Does anybody else have one that they would share? Let's see, anybody else? Anybody else brave enough to say, oh, I got something. I'm just wondering hey, if Jay I did. I just can't unmute her. Ah! I can't see BJ. You're unmuted, BJ. Oh, okay, there we go. I oh, think we were fighting about that, April. <laughs> or maybe you just do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, when, is it Shari, or is that how you say her name? Um, when she mentioned that, just a, a little situation popped into my head about when, when my 18 year old was 12 at the time and he was, we lived by a cemetery and there was someone that had just been buried there and I knew there were flowers and stuff over there at the cemetery and he went down to piano lessons. He walked down and to walk back home, he had to walk past the cemetery. And as I saw him coming home through the back door, I, I noticed some flowers in his hands, you know, and I thought, oh, he got those at the cemetery. I got to teach him that you do not take flowers from the cemetery and you, we don't do that. And you know, that was somebody's special thing they did. And anyway, I was grateful that um, the spirit kind of just said, don't worry about that. It's okay. And um, just let him come in and let him talk, you know? And anyway, when he came in, he held up the flowers so proudly that he got for me from the cemetery off somebody's grave. And anyway, it was just trying to be sweet and give those. And I just was grateful for the interruption of the spirit to say, it's okay. Just tell him, thank you. That was so thoughtful of you. And, and anyway, being taken back. But anyway, I just appreciate the spirit, spirit's help with our own thoughts and with maybe what's a little bit more important um, at the time. So I don't know what quality or characteristic that is, but I appreciate that help. Thank you. I, I, I could, in my mind, it's patience. That's what I think was one of the Christ-like attributes that you were both sharing was hope, teaching hope and teaching patience and forgiveness, humility. I, I think that there's a lot of characteristics that go into that. I was at a training yesterday and the gentleman mentioned that there's there's been three um characteristics that are linked to happiness and i was interested to hear what he was going to say because it was in a secular setting but he said it was um humility forgiveness and gratitude and i i was so impressed with that i just thought yeah i when i think of our savior he was humble and forgiveness is so true for him and gratitude um and i just thought that is one of those truths and i've had this experience over and over but i i have learned that i can teach in a secular setting gospel truths with different words and so i have asked heavenly father often please help me that i can know how to teach this principle in a classroom and that the truth of it, even if it's not the exact words that come from the scriptures, the truth of it in the words that maybe um, can be said in a secular setting can still penetrate and teach and lift. And, um, and I was just, yeah, 
I've been humbled many times. And one time I do want to share because it just comes so powerfully to me. But I had a lady that I worked with and it's been quite a few years now. She doesn't work there any longer, but she, um, she had a very strong opinion about things and she, um, I think she also had a strong opinion that I was maybe not doing my job the way that she thought I should be doing it. And, um, and I just kept thinking, you know, it's more about what these people are wearing to an interview and how they can eat, you know, is it etiquette to eat with your fork or your spoon or your, all these different things. And um, there were all these things she was trying to teach her people for getting a job and being, um, somebody hireable. And I just thought, no, you need to be a person worthy of hire. It's more about your character. And you need to recognize that your character isn't perfect. And so being able to say um, in an interview, this is a weakness I have, and this is how I've been working on it, is just as important as saying, this is a strength I have, and this is what I can do for your company. But anyway, I was mulling over that, and I knew I was going to be presenting in front of a large audience. And I didn't want to share wrong information. And I was reading and reading and reading. And I came across the, um, um, the armor of God scripture. And I, and I was reading through each of the things that we put on. And I thought, yeah, the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the loins, um, your loins girded about with truth. Like, these are principles. These are true principles. And how can I help the students recognize that it's more about who they are as a person? And so I started using those words in a way that I could use them in a classroom. And I thought, you know, if you aren't always on time, then maybe that's something you can work on is punctuality. Or if you're not telling the truth, you need to recognize that that's going to come back and not be a characteristic that someone can hire and put their name on and pay you on their payroll. Because if you're not being honest, that would be hard for you to sell their company in a positive way. Or um, anyway, I just learned in that minute that instead of feeling the pressure of my surroundings of what I should do and how I should be doing it, instead, it's still going back to the scriptures and it's still teaching the principles that are true principles with a capital T. And so when I think of how do we help our kids, how do we help children or our kids desire or fulfill or create or um, want or just, yeah, their own testimony, um, that's my same pattern that I would want to share. And you're probably thinking, we already know that. But I think to inspire children to desire their own testimony, that's how she said it. So inspiring children to, de- to desire their own testimony, I think, comes from um, the scriptures. It comes from um, telling our story. And I help people with that every day to learn how to tell their story in a powerful way. But I will say that most often people don't know how cool they are and that we somehow let Satan help us see our weaknesses more than we see our strengths. And I love the scripture um, that I wanted to share about that today was um, in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 
And it says um, in verse 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Um, and then it does have a part that says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. So my thought about um, inspiring, I think when I'm feeling inspired by someone, it's because I can see um, the hero in them. And usually to see the hero, we also have to see what a person is fighting against to be a hero. And um, so I think it's hearing each other's stories and teaching our children that you're just on a path. You've just taken a step and maybe you're out in the brambles. You're a little bit off the path that would be easier to tread. So you can try to come back over here on this path or you can choose to maybe um, get some grit trying to walk through the part that you're going on. But I think that you'll find that Heavenly Father really has some cool things that, and some places for you to be if you'll just come over here back on this path and help them to think of life in more of a path. It's a, you know, it's, it's new. You've already repented of something or you've had to ask forgiveness and that's okay. And now we're done. And now we're going to go on and we're still on a path. We're on a journey. And how's your adventure going? I think is a great thing to ask kids. What did you do for self-care today? Um, how's your adventure going? What, um, what were three things that you got to do that were great today? Uh, and teaching our children's brains to have the synapses of gratitude, happiness, adventure. Those are synapses that we can build and we can help um, strengthen by asking them the right kind of questions. I love positive psychology. It's one of the areas that I love to study, but I, I love the idea that we can change our brains. And, um, and I also love the idea that our spirits um, are from Heavenly Father. And so inside, we are divine. And what, when we can honor our divinity and recognize that our body and our parts that came that are mortal, they're just trying to um, connect and be at the same place as our spirit, then it helps kids. I think it really helps all ages of kids to and big kids, me, <laughs> to think, okay, Shari, you're just on an adventure. What did you do for self-care today? What are three things that went right? And who did you help? Um, how did you strengthen somebody else today? Those are grounding questions for me because I feel just like you, the normal mortal um, feelings of inadequacy or um, I have moments that I feel like I failed at something. You know, I, we talk about losing a battle in our home and it's okay. Like take the, take the um, secrecy out of it. And so even myself as a mom, if I've lost a battle that could be that I've raised my voice, it could be that I, um, yeah, it, it just could be anything I'm working on. But I, just because I lost a battle doesn't mean I lost the war. And some of my battles are eating. Like if I'm really sad, I eat more than, I, than my body needs. 
And so instead of doing it in secrecy, I say out loud to my kids, I've lost a battle. And we don't necessarily say, here's my battle and this is what it was. We don't do that necessarily. But just taking the secrecy away from it and owning it and taking responsibility has really helped me and my girls. And so um, I, yeah. Um, There's another scripture that I wanted to share, and I, I, I think about how my testimony was built, and I remember my mom um, telling us her the miracles that happened in her house. Her mom was a single mom. She was pregnant with her 10th child when my grandpa passed away of cancer, and um, she had already had one baby pass, so she had seven living children. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, eight living children, and then she was pregnant with this baby when her husband passed away. And um, my mom talks about her mom uh, was a cook at the school and worked in the cafeteria. Um, they did have a farm, and there was a lot of work that had to be done, and they were all girls. <laughs> Almost all of them were girls. There was two boys. One was in my grandmother's tummy, and then um, Steve, he, and he was young. Um, and my mom was the oldest and she was 13 and she remembers getting home and all of these little children would say, there is nothing to eat in the house, nothing. And then her mother would come home and make something out of nothing. And my mom bore testimony that tithing, um, tithing was a true principle. And I remember learning because of the story that tithing was a true principle that she had seen over and over again. And I developed a testimony of tithing and my parents um, helped me pay my tithing when I was young and we always went to tithing settlement and declared our, um, our tithing, I mean our full tithe. And I can say that that is, I, I, I really think that I've never missed anything. Um, of tithing, like that's one commandment that I've been able to live. In. Um, and as a single mom, I, I didn't have, yeah, there was really tight times. And, um, but I, and I know nobody else knew this, but I would just pay my tithing in faith. And I would pay it first, and then I would figure out my bills. And I, I knew Heavenly Father would know that, that he would know that I did it out of love. I didn't look at my bills first, and that, you know, then I would go forward and pay my bills. And, and I have a really tender one specific experience. I have a lot of tender experiences, but I have one specific experience that just reminds me, that really grounds me to that because, um, yeah, because there was also very hard times and sometimes I even had to ask for help. And I did have a non-member friend say to me one time, don't you think it's funny that you're paying tithing and then you're asking the church for help? Why don't you just keep your money? 
and pay for your family's things. I would always put my family first, he said. And I, I didn't, I just learned with this friend not to answer anyway in the very beginning that they were speaking. And I waited and I realized quietly in my heart, I do that because I know that God has provided for me. And, and it's the one quiet thing that I've felt the spirit testify to me or give me peace when, when I've lived by that principle. And so I, I don't know that I've ever answered him well. I, I don't know that I ever answered him. I just, um, I just have kept living that truth. And, but, um, but my story, I do want to share if that's okay. And I remember Ari was still in diapers for sure because I had to buy diapers. Um, so when I became a single mom, I had a six-year-old and a three-year-old and I was pregnant. And so my grandmother's story um, is similar for my heart, right? And I think to myself sometimes, so oh, I'm so glad I don't have 10 children because <laughs> I'm barely making it with three. But, um, but, I, but her story, because I knew her story, because my family shared stories of faith, I, I would draw strength on that one quietly. And I don't know that my parents even recognize how important that one was to me. But, um, but I, I also was pregnant and I gave birth and she... We were on our own and she needed diapers and I needed food for our family. And I had two $20 bills and I went to Bowman's um, just down the street and I had my calculator and I had my list and I was going through like adding up everything and putting things in and crossing them off my list and going around the store. And then life happened with, I don't know if it was the three-year-old, the six-year-old, the baby, like, I don't know if I pushed the wrong button, but the the calculator <laughs> cleared or yeah became wrong numbers and i i still had a list left and so how i would do it is i would put the things in and add up what it was and then take things out depending on you know how much money i had and whatever but i couldn't do that and i didn't want to go back through because i don't remember i don't know if ari was crying but for sure i didn't want to be there much longer and um i just told heavenly father that's it. I'm just, please guide my eyes to the places. I'm not even going to look at my list. Just guide my eyes to what I need to pick up. And I'm just going to finish and get up to the front of the store. And back then you couldn't see like your total with taxes. And like now you can kind of see what's happening the whole way through. But then only the cashier could see the total. And the lines were long. And I told the cashier quietly, I said, I'm so sorry, but I only have $40 cash. And I'm not sure if I have $40 here. So I'm going to put things on the belt that are for sure my needs. And I'm just going to kind of go through. And if you could quietly tell me when I'm getting close to 40, I would really appreciate it. And she said, okay, yeah, sure. And so we were doing that and it got up to like 38 some, I don't remember, but you know, she's like, okay, you're at this much. And so I looked at the things that I had left and I decided what things I would put back and what things that I wanted her to still run through. And I gave her the things and I said, I'm sorry, can I leave those other items here? And she said, yes, that's not a problem. And so she ran the rest of the things and then we both saw something. And she said, it totals $40 even. And 
and it really wasn't that my total was $40 even. It was really the spirit, and I felt whole. I felt comforted. I felt like I wasn't alone. And I, I don't know who she was. I don't remember what she looked like. I remember she was a woman, but I hope her testimony was strengthened because it, the, the spirit was so palpable. And I gave her my 40 and I took my kids and left. And, and then I've tried to remember to testify of God because, um, because I know that that was truly a quiet miracle for me and that the stories that I had heard of um, testimony of tithing over the years had really sunk deep into my soul. And so even just sharing our testimony, and sometimes I talk to moms and they say, that's so awkward, like my kids are older, we've never done that before, I don't know how I would just start doing that. And I think there's lots of creative ways. Um, my grandmother writes her testimony and some, some of the stories of testimony of her life and gives them to us for Christmas. And um, my aunt, um, was in a kid class, a class about writing children's literature, and she used us all to draw pictures of one of the stories of faith in our family, um, of our grandparents, my great grandparents' um, experience. And so we each drew a picture, and she used all of our uh, the grandchildren and the great grands' pictures to put together for this book, and. Uh, and I think that's a fun way. And maybe you have a journal that you share with just that one child and you just write something that you love about them and, um, and maybe share a story of how a scripture touched you. And, and maybe all you do is make sure that you are visible reading your scriptures every day at the table. And maybe they don't even like that. And maybe they are thinking, oh my goodness, and rolling their eyeballs and it's all okay because they're going to someday think, man, she looked more peaceful when she was doing that. Or I really saw a change in my mom when she really started feasting upon the scriptures. And I know she did every day and she was sitting at that table and I saw a change in her. She wasn't as quick tempered or um, whatever, you know, whatever that is. Sometimes we think it has to look like a certain thing, but, Get creative. Do something different. Um, maybe you, maybe you mail your kids a letter, and it comes to them in the mail, and you don't even act like you know where that came from. <laughs> like it's just yeah, there. You have, this is the mail, and you can have your mail. It was on the counter, and and maybe the siblings and whoever doesn't even know that it's a letter from their mom to them. But who doesn't like getting mail? So. It, it doesn't have to look a certain way. My life doesn't look a certain way. And, and I wish it did sometimes. And I was asked to speak in a, um, a conference, a, a 
what a, what do you call that a state conference um, in the just the adult session at night and I felt so inadequate like Satan just was beating me up and there were these two people in my ward boundaries that I really didn't like I, and I don't I don't not like people very often but one of them I felt had wronged my family and um, and I still feel like actually they've wronged my family but um, but it softened and um, and then the other person was just an abrasive person and I really had a struggle with an incident that happened where she didn't know I was her neighbor she was complaining about because she had just moved here but I knew I was her neighbor she was complaining about and and later uh, anyway it's just been awkward and so I told Heavenly Father I I need your help like I really have got to get rid of this ugly feeling and this anger inside of me or how am I going to share anything and so I had gone to try to talk to the lady, the one abrasive lady, and it didn't go well, really, actually. And, um, and I left feeling sad <laughs> and thinking, that's probably the last time I'm going to see her before I'm speaking, but I, that didn't really fix that problem. And anyway, I, I just want you to know that I still stood up and shared my testimony and I um, and I told them, you know, I come to you and my still I still don't have an answer to my most earnest prayer of having a husband. I didn't say that. I just said my my, my most earnest prayer. I still come to you um, waiting and and waiting on my faith and um but these are some experiences you know and i i was able to share some thoughts and testimony and i i bring that up because we'll never i don't think we'll ever get to a place of uh, completely feeling ready for something but trying to be ready and showing up. I think showing up is half the battle. And so sometimes I just tell myself, well, just show up. And, and that's what I bring to you is just show up and let Heavenly Father tell him, sure, on an adventure down here, I would really like to have a creative idea of how to fix something or to start this. But it was kind of tender because this same abrasive lady that I'm talking to you about later, it's been at least a month. Um, after I was trying to ask Heavenly Father to help me to remedy that relationship before I spoke in this conference and that didn't exactly happen but she then bore her testimony about the power of music and I could relate to that because I'm the primary chorister and so after she was done I got to stand up and say I'd like to echo sister so-and-so's testimony about the power of music. I feel what she's teaching or what she's saying about her calling and my calling were similar in just different places. And I, I just bore my testimony too. And somehow it's kind of softened things like some of the rough edges are softer. Um, and so I have hope that we'll, someday be able to have a, a better relationship and um and i've heard her speak and about 
you know, or share experiences. And she's, I think she's had a pretty hard go of it. And so, um, so I'm trying to be um, open to the fact that I don't know what I don't know and that I have to kind of let the experience that hurt me let that go. But, um, but I guess just my, the thing I want to leave with you is that there's not one right answer of how we inspire our kids to gain their own testimony. That for me, the power of story has been huge. And I do believe that as parents, we can emulate the things that we want to have happen in our home. Um, and that we probably have to show up to that in it not working, like not seeing that it's working for days, months, weeks, years. And we need to still show up and do that. Um, because your kids, you are the mom. You're the mom that your kids need. That's exactly who you are. You were given those kids and they need you. So I think that's a beautiful testimony that I've gained. And, um, and I, it's kind of fun because once one of my daughters said that, <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's good because I think a lot of other times you might not say that, but, but you are the mom your kids need. You are the one. You were the one chosen to be their steward down here on the earth. And you're growing a plant and maybe you wanted it to be a sunflower and it's growing up to be a tulip and that's, that's okay. And you are letting them and honoring agency too, but that you are showing them how, where you go to fill your bucket, do it at the table, do it in plain view. I remember my dad going back to school when I was a kid and he would be reading his scriptures at the table at four in the morning when I got up to go to the bathroom thinking, I'm not staying up, I'm going back to bed. But he would be reading his scriptures and then he would study and he was not good at the subject he had to test in. And I, I know he had to take that test like a bajillion times. And so I, um, but he would tell us about that. And he also shared when he got cancer, he would imagine pockets of light while he was in that tomotherapy, he would imagine pockets of light healing the dark parts. And me personally, I take my brain out and I wash it and I give it a good rinse in my mind and I scrub both sides and in between all that gray matter. And then I rinse out the top of my head and then I put my brain back in, you know, and there's just things that I do in my mind to create clear, to start over, to put it, um, to ask Heavenly Father to forgive me and to put things back in, into perspective. And I love the scriptures. And our Savior, he teaches us, he's told us how to find peace. And my very favorite scripture today, <laughs> I guess it changes all the time, but my favorite scripture today is the woman that was touching his clothes. And I love it because he was on the way to save another man's child. And as that other man, I've often thought, Heavenly Father, right over here, I need you over here. And something else may need to be happening. And the Savior stopped and talked to that woman. And he, he found out who had touched his cloak and let her know that he had felt virtue or power go out of him. And that, 
you know, and, and honor that she had faith. And in the middle of that time, this, they didn't have a cell phone to call and say, by the way, how's the child doing? You know, this other man was waiting for the savior to come and help his child. I, that happens to me a lot where I think, please, can you just focus on this piece right over here? And it just doesn't feel like that's the next piece. But I remember to have faith and I remember that, um, I just try to remember that story that we're all just on a journey and there's lots of people and needs and things happening. But if I will just have faith and focus on the savior, I will make it. And the very last thing I want to share with you, it happened in primary. This, there was this cute little seven-year-old boy, and I had said, um, who knows about this story? And I held up the picture of, of Peter um, and the Savior on water. And he said, oh, me, I know, I know. And so I said, could you please come and share that with us? And so he came up, and he was telling the story, and he did it so well. He did name Peter wrong, but we corrected, well, I just didn't correct it right then, but um, because the story was perfect, what he said, but he said, when he forgot to look at the Savior, when he focused on the waves and the sea, he started to fall. And the Savior didn't just say, okay, there you go. That's what this little boy saying. Instead, he reached out his hand and, and um, helped him back up. And, and, and that little boy has taught that principle another time, so two different times in primary. And he just says, we have to focus on the Savior. We have to keep our eyes on the Savior. And I just think we do. We have to keep our eyes on the Savior. We can focus on the Savior and we can ask for help in this journey and creative juices to flow and a new and different way to approach something. And we can be light by showing up and doing something so that our kids know where we're gaining our strength from. And I say this, can I... Anyway, I'm, I'm in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so, Karen. Thank you so much, Shari. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. I forgot to mention at the first that, um, of course, at the hour at 10 a.m., you're welcome to go because this is a 60-minute webinar. But um, um, if Shari's schedule works, um, she's kind of um, waiting to see if it works. But if it uh, that we're going to just stay after for just sharing some takeaways, some things that the Spirit might have taught you during this. Um, maybe I have a couple questions for Shari, or you might have some questions about um, just the dynamic of inspiring your children to desire their own testimony. Um, yeah, just recently our bishop had a meeting in our ward, and it was about um, he just wanted to ask all of the parents who had children 18 and under to come to the chapel after church. And he wanted to talk to us in the relief side room about, here's some things that I'm noticing in our ward with our kids. And um, anyway, the, the biggest theme about it was that, you know, we've been told that in the last days that men's hearts will fail them. And he told how he was noticing that that was becoming um, apparent with a lot of the youth, that they were, their hearts were failing them. And it, a lot of it had to do with um, just 
so many things opposing what they were being taught. And one of the things he discussed was having, um, having the ability to teach your kids right where they're at, that they're feeling the spirit, helping them to understand what you're feeling right now is the spirit. And anyway, it was just a, it was a special um, meeting that he had, I thought, because I totally expected him to be talking about pornography or, you know, something like that. But he really just was talking so much more about testimony and about instilling in our children, you know, courage and um, peace and pointing them to the Savior. It was really uh, neat, but it, it made me think a lot about our topics for this webinar. But um, yeah, I just was thinking of how um, we want to teach children because we feel the emotion behind what we want them to have, and we want them to have it now because we know it would help them. And anyway, he said, well, something he said that I thought was significant, our bishop, he said, um, and I can't remember, maybe Lori, you were there, so maybe you can remember, but I can't remember, he said, um, I don't remember if he said someone said it or if he just said he knew it, but he said, when you're feeling the spirit and you know the spirit is present, whether you think the other person is feeling it or not, because it's present with you, you can testify that the spirit is there and that they, and ask them what they're feeling and express to them that that feeling they're having is the spirit. And um, yeah, is that, what, did he have a person behind that? Like somebody said that? I can't remember. I'm gonna make it so everybody can unmute themselves because I'm making it right now. I've got everybody silent. So let's see. Okay, so Lori, you can unmute yourself. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, just unmute it? No, you're good, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have my notes on my iPad, so I need to go get that, but he, he connected it to a scripture, a promise that, um, and so if I can, I'll go get my iPad and look and see. If I find the scripture, I'll send it to you. Cool. Or speak up. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, does anybody have any thoughts just right off the top of your head that you'd like to share? Something that you're feeling or that's coming to your mind? Is there anything in the chat, April, that you'd like to share? Um, there is a mom that has a really um, sweet comment to Shari. She just says, Shari, your experience of tithing that you heard from your mother and grandmother might be simple, but it was life-sustaining and testimony-building for you and your girls. What a gift you have given to those family members that will follow after you. You have strengthened my testimony. I think sharing moments when we feel the spirit with those around us can be key to helping them understand what the spirit feels like, especially younger children and teens, sometimes just saying, do you feel something different? I'm feeling goosebumps or feeling peace. Are you? It's hard to understand how the spirit speaks to us, but pointing it out to others we love can help them, particularly our children. 
Excellent. Yeah, Shari, you can unmute yourself when you want to talk. Um, I just, I think that's so, I read that in the chat and I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. And I think that the thing that comes to my mind though, because there was another chat that came to me privately was um, about talking to our teens. And one thing I've learned is that you don't always have to be the one that, that helps your teen. And so sometimes when my teens are struggling, I reach out to other teens or help lift somebody else or strengthen them in the hopes that Heavenly Father will send an angel to, that can help my kid um, in that minute. You know, I, I just think that there's truth in that it takes a village to raise a child. And, um, and so sometimes you're not going to be the one. I haven't been the one that's been able to touch my child at sometimes. And, but I can be a one that touches someone else's child and then pray for that same, um, blessing to come back to my child. And I think there's something with that. And I also think there's something with um, using the words of that child, like listening to how they say things and because um, they're trying to figure out what the spirit feels like to them. And sometimes our words, how we would describe it, don't, re don't compute with them, you know? And, and so I think sometimes it's just owning what you're feeling and letting them own what they're feeling. I, I just think that there's a power in that. And I also feel like there's a power in um, looking for the hero, looking for the hero in your teen and just pointing out the hero and over and over again, because they don't believe it. They don't believe that there's a hero inside of them often. And I see it with everybody that walks in my office door, like, we have a hard time seeing our own strengths and we have a hard time believing that we have heroic things inside of us. And so when we can share that and we can uh, honor a person, I, I love the idea of the platinum rule that do unto others as they would like to have done unto them. I think there's some real strength in that. And the, the experience that comes to my mind I, I don't know, is this a good time to share? I feel like I'm, yeah. I've been talking a lot, but I, I do feel like it's helpful. And so if it's okay, I'll just share it really briefly. But I, um, I was working with, I think there was about, I don't know, one of the ballrooms was full. So maybe there was like 400 teens, you know, in this room. And I was talking to them about how cool they are and, and um, getting a job and interviewing and building a resume and recognizing who they were. But they were, I think, junior high, like maybe ninth grade to 12th graders. And I, I had prayed behind the podium <laughs> before in the ballroom because I just, I, I don't know, I get nervous in front of people. And so I prayed, please, please let me have thy spirit to be with me. And it was, um, and, and anyway, one of the experiences that I was going to have these students do was to let somebody come up on stage and that we would practice interviewing. And so I asked for a volunteer and I, there was different people that raised their hands, but I picked a kid in the back and I had said prior to him coming up, um, you need to make sure that you're really wise about tattoos because some companies like, anyway, there was a company and I named him will say that you cannot work for them if your tattoos cannot be covered while you're at work. And you might want to consider pulling your pants all the way up 
<laughs> because you're not the one that's going to be paying your paycheck and the employer gets to choose dress code and different things like that. So you may want to find a company you feel comfortable with their dress code, but they get to choose that. They sign your paychecks. And so I had said a few different things and here comes this kid. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what have I done? Because he had his pants low, his arm was pulled up, his tats were showing, he had gauges in his ears and Oh, he was multiple pierced. Oh, it was just scary for a minute. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I thought, no way, Heavenly Father. There's a hero inside of him. Well, I didn't say that. I said, please help me. That before he leaves this stage, he, uh, he can have a good experience. And so I chose not to talk about any of the things that he was doing. And I know the audience could feel it because he was kind of blatant with it. And I just said, thank you so much for volunteering. That is so brave of you. I am going to ask a question with the mic and then I'm going to hand you the mic. And that was my way of showing him trust. And I just kept praying in my heart. But when I gave him the mic, I said, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I gave him the mic. And he said, things about himself, like where he went to school and stuff. And then he said, I'm a, I'm a baby daddy and I don't sleep much and um, I work and I don't know. He had different things that he had said. So I said, thank you. And I got the mic back and I asked the audience, I said, if you're an employer, what kind of things do you hear? And so they had said some things and one of them said, I'm not sure he's going to be on time to work because, you know, he might be tired. And his whole body just tensed up and he said pretty venomously, I've never missed a day of work in my life. And I said, wow, that's amazing. I can't say that. I bet there's many people in this room that can't say that. That's probably your gold nugget. So instead of giving the employer something to worry about, what if you said, this is my name, I go to school here, and something different about me than the other people that you've interviewed today is that I have never missed a day of work in my life. I said, that's employable. And, and I just, I think it's okay to meet them where they are, exactly where they are, just like the Savior meets us where we are. Find a truth about them and help them to see their own gold nuggets, I call them, because um, I don't think they see that enough. So. And to the topic, Shari, I think, um, uh, what would that do to a person? Like, if you're, to the topic of like, I just want you to desire to have your own testimony or at least be curious about who the Savior is and who he is for you in your life. Um, not specifically maybe with that example, but when we can see him and point out, like, what would that do? What do you think, in your opinion, what would that do? Because I know that you've had lots of experience with that. Sorry, I'm not good at this. Are you asking me specifically, Karen? You, yep. Um, Well, I think I'm answering you correctly, but I think it just helps them. 
When you receive a compliment, a real compliment, something that's so sincere about you, and it's probably not something that you even think of yourself being because usually our greatest strengths are so normal that we don't recognize that we are a something, you know, somebody might give you a compliment, but mm -hmm. if you are honest with yourself, you might've heard that compliment another time in another place. And so over time, I think we start to have faith in a quiet um, strength that we have. And I think the spirit can be a testimony to people and help them to recognize that there is something special about them. We were all given at least one gift, at least one gift. And when we can help spread gratitude, like just spread it, you know, thank you so much for sharing that today or um, that was really brave or thank you for opening my door. People don't do that very often. I really appreciate that or whatever. As we just spread that gratitude, I think people will start on accident hearing the truths that are about them. Like maybe the person that opens the door, that person maybe really has a quiet respect for people, right? And, and their quiet respect for people helps them to feel safe. So I, did that answer it okay, Karen? Because, mm -hmm. well, I just think, um, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, the very first thing you ask us is um, what, it just made, it made me think of the very first thing you ask us. It was think of all the hats you wear and think of the success you've had in wearing one of those hats. And what Christ-like characteristic did you have when you were wearing that hat? You know, what was it that you were exhibiting in that, in that moment? And anyway, I just think so much of our, we're just so tempted as parents. We're so tempted to, to just, you know, think that the adversary's plan is the best plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think it'd be better if I just told you what to do and put some fences all around that and uh, made sure that you just did it in a safe way because you're scaring me to death, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, I would imagine the successes I thought of personally when you asked that question were things when I submitted. When I submitted and thought, um, I don't know what to do and I'm at a loss, but I'm open to, you know, to not do what I want, to not do what I think. I'm open to do something different. And, um, anyway, I think whenever we open up and ask the Savior to come stand by us and look at whatever it is that are, that's a, frustrating, challenging, pain point that we love because we love it, but it's very frustrating. We love it. We care about it. We want it to be successful, but it also comes back and, and identifies something in us or says something about us when you're a mother. So to just be open and say, I'm open to something that isn't my idea. I'm open to something that, you know, that I don't usually do. But I think when we come and we say, can you come and stand here by me and then tell me how to look at this with you, that's when the ideas come that are like, that, 
was a good idea. That was a good idea. That kind of worked. Like this much, it worked, you know? But I think it works because we are exhibiting exactly what you pointed out is that Christ-like characteristic which leads them to that place of you matter. Like we really care about them and makes the Savior more real in their life. Yep. I, I, um, for me personally, I, I fight depressive feelings sometimes, definitely anxious feelings. Um, and I had a mom and I don't know if that, I, I don't know how to do this very well. So I don't know if that one was a, everybody saw that or if it's just a me saw that. So, um, but sometimes I am, um, like there's not another parent here and I still have to show up and something might've happened. And I really do. Um, I've really been helped when I've just said, Heavenly Father, I, I need a husbandman. <laughs> so I, I need the savior to just be with me while I try to figure that out. That has been helpful. It's also been helpful when I have remembered Sister Hinckley, like her idea that, well, I could laugh or I could cry, but crying gives me a headache. I'm not really good at that, but I, I really am trying to be more self-aware and that it's not in the moment that I need to learn to laugh. It's in all of these other times that I need to learn how to think more positively or happy. And we can build those synapses. Our brains are changeable. And that is really, it's proven in scientific ways. But really, we know that's true because we can become more, better, Christ-like. You know, we, we know that that's a true statement too. But there is a practice, like truly a gratitude journal. Um, one of my brothers doesn't like to just write what he's grateful for. He instead says, what are three things that worked out today? That's a better way for him to say it. He, he feels like that helps his um, anxious or depressive feelings better. Um, I like that. I like that. And I love to say, Shari, what did you do for self-care today? What was 10 minutes that you did for self-care today that was different? You know, you went outside and sat in the sun or um, you texted somebody or you looked at baby animal pictures online. Because guess what? Little things like that or listened to a baby or held a baby or like there's just things that we can do that help ground us. And, um, and our scriptures can do that and, and, our, and laughter can do that. And I, I really have been working on my brain. So I, one book that I've really loved is um, written by Hank Smith about happiness. And um, I actually can get the title for you, but, um, but I fill my mind. I have, I have um, his, it's Be Happy. Be Happy is the book that I've been listening to as of late, but I have things on my phone. I can click and I get right to byuspeeches.edu. And I love that. I listen to them all the time. One of my very favorites is be 100% responsible. And so it's got 19, 19 things that we do that are irresponsible. Blame others, you know, um, be a victim, all these different things. It has all of these different things that you can print out and look at. And you can think, wow, 
what of these anti, what does he call them? Anyway, what of these am I being? These, this is a list of anti-responsibility. That's what he calls them. And I, I taught and my girl, one of my daughters came home. She's been working at a, um, a daycare and she said, mom, I, I did something, but I didn't even mean to do something wrong. And they were angry and this is this is what happened. And she said, and I was going to go in and say, so-and-so told me I could do this and that, but I knew that that's not what an employer wants to hear. And so I went in and I said, I am 100% responsible for what happened today. And I did ask questions, but next time I will ask you, the person that's in charge and make sure that it's okay. And that won't ever happen again. And so I'm trying to teach just like that. I've had to say that to her. You know what, daughter, I am 100% responsible. I did not handle that in a, well, in a good way. I'm so sorry, I, I can tell you that I probably need a little bit of food, I probably need some more sleep before we can really talk about this well. But I just want you to know, I'm sorry. I'd like to have a do-over, sometimes we do that, or I just want you to know that that wasn't well done. And even though what you did, I'm not saying it was right, how I handled it was not right. So we're gonna put this on the table, we're gonna wait, we're gonna talk about this later. Um, Sometimes I've had to work with a certain daughter about telling the truth over and over and over and over and over. And I, one day I just thought, Heavenly Father, like, I didn't even know what else to say. And he said, I just had this idea to put her on, well, I, it sounds terrible, house arrest. That's what it sounds like. That's what the words were that came to my mind, because we have a friend that has had to go to prison, well, to jail. And, um, and choices that were not thinking before they made a choice has created a problem for that person. And so I said, we're going to do that in this house because what you did has nothing, there's no legal ramifications, but it's a house, it's our home rule and you didn't abide by it. So um, I would like you to learn that when you have a stimulus or a thought, you don't have to act on it right then. That you can wait. And so these are the things you need to do. So before you text anyone at all, period, any, you have to text me and let me know who you're texting. That was one of the rules that came to me in this spirit. And I really think it has nothing to do with her texting me. It has everything to do with her thinking between here and here. And we have to build that synapse of, okay, so my child just sprayed green drink all over the ceiling with the blender because the lid wasn't all the way on. Like we can think that and we can decide I could react right now because I'm pretty angry that really bugs or I could just stop. And maybe I'll get a better idea between here and here that would be a better way to handle this. And I only say that because sometimes I do that right and other times I don't but I am 100% responsible for how I act. And so I can tell my kids, I am 100% responsible how I handled that was not okay. And, um, and I hope you'll forgive me and, you know, and then, and then work on it again and go forward or try it again. You can have a do-over, life is about that. But then working on your own brain, like looking for the good things in, that happen every day and writing them down or doing some meditation and just truly breathing or feeling 
how the air in the room actually touch, touches your face or your heart is beating, you never had to even remind it. You can go to sleep and your heart still beats. You don't have to tell your body to breathe in and out. It's miraculous. You can go outside and look at the stars and recognize they're still up there. Those are things I do to bring me back to gratitude for what I have. And then I look and I have these three circles that I kind of put it in. And my first circle is gratitude. So grateful for my heart, for the wind that touches my cheeks, for the stars. That's my first center, center circle. And I go back to gratitude. And then I look at what I have stewardship over. That's my next circle. And sometimes I get really worried because one of my daughters has a friend that's lesbian right now. And one of my daughters has um, not a lot of friends right now. Like there's some things that I get really anxious inside about. And I'm not sure. I know that there's a place for everyone. And I love this friend. But I also know that sometimes, you know, some things I want to maybe protect them from. And I don't know what I can do. And really, I have no control over that other person. So they're not in my stewardship. But in my stewardship, they can come to my home and I can create a safe place. And in my stewardship, I can teach my children true principles out of the scriptures and the spirit can talk to them. That's in my stewardship. And when my stewardship circle is broken and all of my energy is going out here, circling and worried about all these things I have no control over, I ask Heavenly Father to seal my circle back off and ask my, my energy to stop going to things I have no stewardship over. And then I put my energy on something that I do have a stewardship over. Like, I can read my scriptures. I can go for a walk. I can take a nap. I can, um, I can do 10 minutes of sheer courage on some project that looks so big that I'll never be able to accomplish it. I can do 10 minutes on that project. And um, I can do 10 push-ups. Really, I can't. I can do five push-ups, maybe. But like, I just find something that I can do. And I put all of my energy into that stewardship. And I just ask God to seal my circle. And then ask him to help me to be creative. Because our creative mind, that's one we need to build too. Color a picture. Go sing a song. Like, do something different. And let your brain not be controlled by this limbic brain, but help it come back to the frontal lobe. Um, with little teeny children, it's really fun to interrupt their mayhem of some screaming fit by saying, oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful pink shirt you have on when it's red or green. Because their little minds are like, what? And they have to come back to the frontal lobe to look and say, that is not pink. That is green. Can't you tell that this shirt is green? You know, but their, their mind can't be here in this mess if it's here in this thoughtful space. Um, so learn about the brain. Read about neuroscience. Enjoy books like Be Happy. Fill your mind with good things because that's how you can train your own brain to be finding the good in the midst of sheer terror. Like we've had that too. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Shari. Well, because Shari and I have been friends for so many years, um, I can testify that she really is such a good storyteller. Whenever I say, Shari, I need some advice, 
She will never give me advice. She'll tell me a story first about herself. And then she'll say, you might want to try something like that. Or somebody told me this, that, and this, and this is my experience. I've seen her do that with her girls over and over again. Um, and there are certain symbols in her life that I know her girls for as long as they live. Whenever they see those things, they will associate that with the story that their mother tells them. And um, that's, it's just, she's really been able to, I think, give them a safe, grounding place that's really peaceful and assured that that's true because I've heard that over and over and over again. And whenever something like that comes up that reminds us that, that that's the story, my mom has a, oh, look, look at that. You know, there it is. It's, there it is again. And, and she reminds them again. Um, so I just, I know I've seen her do that so many times and I'm so grateful for her courage and her example. And we all have really challenging things that we have stewardship over, but we do have the ability to choose um, what we focus on and what we allow our brains to get in the patterns of doing and to change patterns that aren't serving us. So I love that you shared that too, Shari. So, um, oh, I love you, Shari. Thank you so much for coming. I'm just going to share a screen really fast, sisters, and uh, see if I can get my thing to come up. I just want to share this with you just so you'll know what's coming up next just a reminder in case you weren't here at the beginning so thank you so much for coming for joining joining us today our mom power training starts on march 26th and you can register at mompowertraining.com you can even go to this and uh, get more information uh, next tuesday we are having another webinar at 9 a.m and i'll be presenting that on just receiving answers from heaven and what power journaling is and how to use that tool for receiving personal revelation. And then the week after that will be our panel of mothers. So if you have any questions or um, want to reach out to us for any reason, you can reach us at support at mompowertraining.com. Thank you so much, Shari, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Appreciate it. All right. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Be sure to share this webinar with people if you pass it around. Thanks.